This episode of the Your Best Lifestyle Podcast is sponsored today by AZ Care Goods. AZ Care Goods, a wholesale business that specializes in creating and selling 100% customized homemade dreadlocks, wigs, and more. They sell 100% human hair from a variety of inches and lengths. And don't forget to check out their different bundle packages. They have a variety of hairs from Remy, Virgin, Micro, Shaggy, Curly, and more. AZ Care Goods have what you need. Shop with them today on eBay at AZ Care Goods to get the best prices on the web. All 100% human hair. You cannot go wrong with AZ Care Goods on eBay. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Your Best Lifestyle Podcast right here on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, uh, Apple Music Play Podcast, and a whole lot of other podcast platforms all around the world right now. We are live in 52 countries. 1.3 million people uh, listening right now. We want to thank you for tuning in, sharing, uh, commenting, sponsoring, everything, all those great things uh, for the podcast. This is our 21st uh, episode, and we're super excited about that. We got a lot of thought leaders um, coming through, wanting to be guests and sharing their great tips and strategies and expertise and how you can better control uh, your health, uh, your wellness, uh, whether it's business, finances, you know, just just anything, you know, and everything, actually. And so we're happy to be here to share um, this platform with you guys to highlight and edify a lot of these uh motivational people that we have coming in on here. So it's a blessing to be here. You know, despite all of the quarantine things going on, uh, the coronavirus pandemic, you know, it's freaking a lot of people out and it's a big deal. <clears throat> and, you know, a lot of people's lives are up, you know, turned upside down. And people are going through a lot of things right now. It's really serious, uh, not for the health problems, but, you know, for the financial problems, for the mental health problems, environmental problems, you know. I don't, I really can't get a finger on a hand on it of, you know, what, what the government is doing right now or, you know, what they're planning on doing. You know, me personally, I'm thinking they're dropping the ball. And, um, but, you know, that's a whole nother issue, but we are here right now, and I keep saying this on all the podcasts since this coronavirus uh, has popped up. Now, more than ever, is allergy season, so if you are an allergy sufferer or you suffer from uh, bronchitis, COPD, uh, you have asthma, this is time right now to really increase your awareness about how to fortify your your respiratory system and your 
and not have your airways restricting where breathing can come a little challenging for you doing with this coronavirus pandemic right now. So be careful when you're going outdoors and make sure you wear a mask or take your Benadryl or take your your inhaler with you and all those things like that because it's going to make a big difference. Um, the pollen is really bad out there right now. I, I mean, yesterday when I checked, it was like 664. I don't know what it is today. I haven't checked yet, but um, it's, it's all over the place. Everything is green. And so you want to make sure that you pay attention to the pollen count and make sure that you, you know, you're not engaging with the count too much, the pollen too much, because it could trigger a lot of the um, allergy symptoms or complications uh, with the respiratory system. So, you know, you want to make sure that you're being extra, extra, extra careful right now and paying attention to all of those things. You know, I know if you're an allergy sufferer, you know, for years, all your life, then you already know what it is. But it seems like for some reason, this is a more heightened risk. A lot of people that I know have gotten uh, rush to the emergency room um, because of you know problems with asthma or at seasonal allergies or whatnot like that. So make sure that you you guys are paying attention. Okay, so uh, we're just going to jump into it. Uh, my next guest is a uh, soon to be doctor. She's on the line right now. Just got off work, and uh, her name is uh, Ms. Rosalind Elliott, and she's. She said, oh, I got some minutes for you. So, you know, she's in the middle of doing homework. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm blessed and fortunate to have her in between her studies. I'm not going to take too much of her time. But um, Dr. Elliot is a doctor pretty much at um, Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, working around from different satellite locations in the city. And she's on the front line of this uh, coronavirus pandemic. So we, I, I'm happy to have her on so she can share uh, with the listeners what she's seen on a regular basis and how she's dealing with it, not just physically, but emotionally and mentally as well. Uh, Ms. Rollison, are you there? I'm here. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Just, you know, blessed to have you on here. This is the first time I had somebody on uh who's who's on the front line of this coronavirus pandemic what can what are are some of the things you're seeing right now while you're in the environment um a lot of panic a lot of panic and and we do have some serious cases that are coming through but as of right now um, we do have a lot of panic of parents bringing their kids in um, feeling like that they have the, the virus and and that causes additional hard work for um, for the staff for the workers to decipher who is really needing to be sick and who is just in panic panic mode yeah. So, what what is what are some of the symptoms that they experience right now when they come in? What are some of the symptoms that they're complaining about? Well, as you were saying earlier, this is allergy season. So, let me uh, kind of go over some of the symptoms that we're screening people for when we are asking them when they come in. 
the, one of the main things that we are really stressing is fever. If they're running a fever, if they had one within 24 hours, if they have a severe cough, dry cough, shortness of breath, and then we learn about if they're having body aches, muscle aches, um, fatigue, shortness of breath, and vomiting, diarrhea. Those are the things that we are looking for as far as the coronavirus. Now, mind you, the flu has um, similar symptoms other than the shortness of breath. And when you find yourself having a shortness of breath constantly, when you're really having a difficult time of breathing, that's when you really need to come into the hospital. Um, We are encouraging everyone to call ahead so that we can kind of screen you on the phone as well and then we can kind of direct you if you need to come in or if you need to go straight to your doctor because as of right now as everybody knows the um, um, testing kits are not plentiful and there's no medication for this virus as of yet. You know, there's, this is all new. Uh, everything is in the works of trying to come up with um, um, antidote to medication to help patients with so we can only do the best we can do with you. And when you uh, get to the point of really respiratory problems and that's where you find patients are getting put on ventilators. That's when your breath is really to the point where you hardly cannot breathe, and then that's when you're putting on to the respirator. Wow! So you're saying that the the ventilators are there? They they're running out of ventilators, or they're just not enough because they handle the pandemic. It's just not enough because we are having the pandemic. it's, it's, it's really serious, and, you know, the sad part about it is uh, when you're getting a lot of mixed signals from your leaders and not truthful signals from your leaders, that's what's causing the pandemic. You know, a lot of the young people think that they cannot get sick or they cannot develop the disease, and that's not true, you know. We had a newborn to die so far. We, we have um, we have patients young as 12 that's in the hospital, ventilated. We have um, got a young lady across the street from us who's in the hospital now who's 28. So you have all ages. Um, yes, a lot of people die from the flu. But they don't die as fast as we are seeing this kind of numbers of people dying. And that's, uh, you know, that's the catch. And then another big, big problem is that you have all these homemade, um, made up formulas and doctors and everybody's saying if you do this. I even had a mom that come to me and say, you know, if you squeeze the lemon juice and do the quarter of the lemon, it will kill the virus. And I said, where did you get that from? 
She said, it's out here on the web. I, I know, I, I heard about it, and I seen, I know that it works. I said, ma'am, that don't work. You know, so you have a lot of misinformation going on. And that makes yeah, it worse. I believe, I believe that because every time I pick up my cell phone, it's something, whether the email or smart news or something running across my cell phone about the coronavirus. Um, what would you tell people or the listeners um, who are maybe in panic mode? What would you tell them to really calm their nerve down? What advice would you give them? I would tell them to take a deep breath. And if it, if it takes music to calm you down or if it takes you to prayer, whatever your mode to get you to calm down, first calm down. Secondly, then take a real check about yourself. I mean, as you say, this is allergy season. And allergies are kicking everybody. Tell mine too. But you, you know with your allergies, you have runny nose. You have stuffiness. You have wheezing sometimes. And you have itchy eyes and runny eyes. Those are your allergy symptoms. Those are not covert, the, the covert 19 symptoms. So you have to know your body and you have to know your symptoms. But if you automatically put it in your, in your head that you got it, then you ain't doing nothing but causing your enzyme of your body to get all worked up and weakening your immune. So if you try to stay hydrated, take your allergy medicine, uh, at this point, especially here in Georgia, because the, the pollen is, is tremendous, I, I have allergies. And this year, I've taken my medicine more so this year instead of letting myself get stuffy so that I won't even give my immune system a chance to break down. So, so that's what we're telling people, you know, um, just, I mean, because we don't want you to come to a place where you can get sick. We don't want you to be out there with a lot of people where you can get sick. And, and that's the part that everybody is not understanding. Yeah. Um, how are you personally taking care of, of your self-care? What are your self-care measures? Because, like, I know you on the front line and you helping a lot of kids and adults when they come in. So you as a, a doctor, a clinical professional, how are you um, taking care of yourself to make sure that you're uh, preventing this uh, virus to kind of, kind of come your way? Well, I'm taking all the, the right precautions that I need to take. You know, I'm, I have my... PPE gear on. I'm constantly washing my hands. I'm constantly keeping my hands out of my face as much as I can. Or if I got a got an itch on my face, wherever I use my inside of my clothing, um, and and I stay calm. I'm, and our job is to try to take care of the next person, so you don't really have time to think about yourself. You're just worrying about trying to make sure that. The ones that are really sick need to be sick, need to be taken care of, you taking care of those while all the time you're staying calm about it and you I say prayerful. 
I'm taking a lot of uh, fluid intake. I'm eating my vegetables and my fruits and stuff and just trying to relax. You know, I, I get into a spot when I can just sit down and just relax my mind. If there's any number of reading or just meditating or just closing my eyes for a second. That's, that's what I do to try to stay calm. I definitely, definitely um, constantly washing my hands. And that's, and that's the thing. And a lot of people don't even understand even wearing protective gear. If you're taking your, if you're wearing gloves and you're touching everything, doing everything, and you're not changing those gloves out constantly, then you ain't doing them. But if you're catching anything, you're spreading it on your body anyway because you're not using your protective gear correctly. I see people, really, you don't need a mask. I understand that masks are for your own comfort, but you really don't need a mask um, unless you are sick because you don't want to give your droplets to anyone else. But, um, and even even when they wearing that, I see them wearing it below the nose. If you're going to wear it, wear it correctly. <laughs> you know, uh, it's below your nose or it's loose. Anything that's loose on your face, you're not preventing anything from coming in. And so that's what I'm saying. Um, it's really no need for it unless you are sick and you know that you're sick. Then yes, then put on a mask. But if you're going to wear gloves, tape them off. Often, you just can't walk around with your gloves on, touching your face, touching the other parts of your bodies and stuff with your gloves on. And that is just as germy as not having no gloves on. And I I see that often, um, especially when we go to uh, a lot of the grocery stores and buy supplies. I see people with uh, masks on and gloves on and I wonder if they're changing up their gloves, you know, after every usage or they just, you know, touching everything wherever they go. Like, they use one pair of gloves for hours at a time. Like, that's not going to do anything. That's correct. Yeah. So how do you, I mean, you, 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 once again, I can't, you know, it's like, because I'm not on the first line when it comes, on the front line when it comes down to this pandemic right now. So um, I have a lot of friends who are on the front line, whether they're nurses or doctors, but I never really interviewed them before. Now, how do you feel as a clinical professional um, that the, the, the current government should really help? Do you feel like they're really doing a good job with adequately, adequately um, preventing a lot of the, um, the pandemic right now or keeping people calm? Because I, I th- me personally, I don't think that they're doing a good job at it. Well, to be honest with you, uh, when you have a, um, a leader telling you that it's a gimmick and that it's a hoax, when that kind could have been used to sent someone over to China to figure out what was going on to prevent it from coming here. Or we could have been already drawing someone blood to try to understand the, the, the germs and everything so we can try to get medication 
and our, our testing kits. So a lot of time was wasted. And now it's here. Um, most cities like China and Italy and stuff, they completely put their whole city on lockdown to give this virus. And then they went out and then they did a thorough cleaning of the country and to try to kill off the germs because you're constantly touching stuff. And, the, and we are learning that the germs can live on certain items a long period of time. So, no, I don't think that our government has done enough. I think that in a lot of parts of it, they have made it worse because of the mixed information. And then then all of a sudden, the urgency of shut down this and shut down that. And I'm, oh, I may shut down this one and I may shut down that one. And we knew that the peak, as they were saying, the peak, we hadn't even let reach the peak of this yet because we knew that we hadn't had the test kits. And now that the test kits are coming in, we can, and, we, and they're not coming in fast enough, but they are coming in. And so now that they are coming in, we're seeing that a lot of people who you would have never known that they was positive, now they tested positive. And that's why our numbers have surpassed China right now is because of this. When you're having this many people who have contracted the disease and then with the virus, and then when you have so many deaths as we have gotten, no, it, it's a clear picture that our government needs to do a good job. And, and you know, even with this this other sham of, I'm going to give you some money to make you feel good. No, it's all the sham. All of it is the sham. Yeah. And so, no, I don't think our government has done enough. And I understand that they're trying to do more now. But now it's out there and, and it's and it's hard to contain it because you don't really know where it's coming from, but we know the symptoms and stuff, and and that's what we're seeing now, and that's why it's called a pandemic now. Yeah, yeah. How is how is your staff holding up uh, mentally you know, and emotionally? Well, we we are we are tired, but we are there for one goal is to take care of patients. Um, we have our, at our facility we are down to one visitor per, per patient and you know we have a hard time fighting with families with that but um, you know hours are being are short so um because when you don't have a whole lot of patience, you know, you have less less work to do, so you kind of spread out everywhere, so everybody can have some hours to work. Um, but for the most part, we all hanging in there, because, you know, when you're in the medical field, you know you're there to take care of a patient. You have some that are scared, and, and that's, that's, that's normal when you are facing something that you're not aware of and you don't have no medication to fix it. So anxiety is high at times, but for the most part, um, I have to give my uh, company uh, a 
good thumbs up. We, we've really been maintaining and staying on top of it to make sure that the patients are safe and the staff are safe. Yeah. What you, you mentioned, um, you have to deal with family members of patients because you can only let one or a few in at a time. Um, what are what are some of the reactions from family members, you know, dealing with this pandemic when they come in? What are you seeing right now? Are they frustrated? Are they, you know, are they angry? They're irritable? I mean, I mean, I understand all they are, above. but what are you, all, all the above? They all, all the above. And I mean, sometimes we, we have kids coming into the ED when nothing really wrong with them. And it's just the parents were just panicking. And what they could have called a doctor, so you, they basically putting their kids at more risk than the kids was before they came in. You have uh, family members that are frustrated because they want to all go up into the hospital to see their loved ones. But at this particular time, in order to, what they're not understanding is your child is in the hospital who is sick. And that means your child's immune system is down. And if you're coming in to see that loved one, you may be carrying the virus or you may be um, or you may be infected with the virus and you can make your loved one that you're coming to see sicker or that person can die. So we're trying to save their lives and and, and when you ain't in the medical field, you just don't understand that. It, it's just is people choose not to listen or they choose not to comprehend. All they're thinking about is I want to see my my cousin or my brother or my sister. Or, you know, I, I get it. And, and when it comes to parents, we they have to switch out and, and they can only switch out within 24 hours because we just can't keep having everybody coming in and going out because that's defeating the purpose of what we're trying to do. So it's, it's frustrating. I mean, we, we spend more time with dealing with that than we, than we can. Well, that's why we, ha- that's why we split off into different areas. So um, like I'm right now, I'm screening people when they come in. I'm dealing with the parents and, you know, checking the kids when they're coming in. So, um, and those who needs to go straight into isolation, we, we do that. And those who needs to go to whatever area they need to go into as far as the emergency room, that's where they are going. So, and we're trying to care for their, their loved ones very diligently and making sure they get the best care that they can get. Yeah, I know it has to be hard on everybody involved. You know, I was just saying the other day, I was like, man, if something happened to me, just to say I catch the virus, I'll be really shut off from a lot from my world as I know it. You know, that would kind of like bother me a little bit. You know, you're like your world just just come to a screeching halt right quick with this thing, and um, it it. You know, it scares me a little bit because I know people, uh, well, I know people who know people who've lost loved ones or friends from the uh, virus. And it's like, man, this thing is really, really coming around. So it's kind of 
I'm not panicking. I'm not freaked out. I'm 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 doing all the things that I can do. I'm following the rules, which you mentioned above, and then the CDC guidelines, and I'm trying my best. You know, I'm not in a in a crowded area. I'm just in and out of the grocery stores and everything like that. But I can see the fear in people's eyes, and I can see the uh, the stress in their body language. Um, when they're in lines waiting to check out, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're gripping their carts real tight. You know, I can just feel it and I can see it in the eyes. You know, I'd be like, man, this is, people are really, really um, off the chain right now as far as this virus is concerned. So, I mean, even some of my, my, my nursing friends, you know, like they really are working a whole lot of hours. Um, round the clock, super tired on their feet all day long, very fatigued, you know, um, how are you guys actually, um, supporting one another? How, how has the bond became tighter among you and, and your, and your peers? Well, we all know that we're there for, for, um, for a common goal and that's to take care of the patient. And so we're not doing nothing no different than what we would do if we was um, if we was on a normal day without this virus and we hold each other up. We if someone needs to take five, we, we give them that five. Um, we take our breaks, we take our lunch break, and, and we some some just go in there, sit, close their eyes, and. We all tired, but we, we got a job to do because that's the field that we're in. We're doing our job. Um, yeah. I, I have a co-worker who has a 28-year-old daughter in, in a hospital who has the virus, and she can't even go see her daughter. So it's, it's um, you know, we don't get no special privilege because, you know, we're in the medical field. We're, we're strictly going by the guidelines and just like my mom can't go to that hospital and cause she could be um, contaminating and stuff. So, you, you know, it's for that love. And we understand the frustration that that people who's not in the medical field coming in and, and upset because they can't go see their loved one. We understand that. We understand the frustration, but we got to keep our wits about ourselves so that we can keep the calm where it needs to be kept. Yeah, I keep saying that this virus is going to reveal a lot of things about people. Um, they're going to feel that they're able to uh, pay most of, close attention to their self-care strategy, uh, whether it's just... Uh, the hand washing techniques, our proper nutrition, stress management, all these different things. So depending on who you are, this virus is going to either make you better or it's going to make you worse. You know, it could be a great thing that is happening. I know people may look at me they, when they when they hear me say that, but depending on your mindset, it could be a good okay. thing that is happening. And it could be a bad thing that's happening. You know, it, it all depends, you know. Um, I know I'm washing my hands more than usual. Like, my hands are really dry right now, and I keep putting lotions on. 
Yeah, I just tell everybody, yeah, you need to keep you some a little container of moisturizer in your hand because the thing is, you need to wash your hand constantly, but you also got to make sure that if you wash them too much and not be re-moisturizing, you're killing the good germs that you need. So you, you definitely got to keep your hand hydrated and you, and you definitely got to wash your hands. So in other words, those who don't have good uh, clean hygiene, this is a time for you to get better with those personal hygiene and get yourself together. You know, the one thing that I'm more stressed about is people's mental health. Because yeah. um, anytime something goes wrong, the only company that, that gains from it is the gun, gun companies. Um, yeah. it's, just, it's, sad, it's sad to see so many guns going off the shelf. And what was so surprising is seeing that um, guns was flying off the shelf and they're not even going through the proper um, waiting period time before they can purchase a gun. I, I haven't even seen anyone talking about the background checks or anything. So that's, it's the mental health is, is the one thing that gives uh, me more than the virus. Because, yeah. you know, because you are stressing, you're liable to come up up there and, and, and shoot somebody just because you stress and because a lot of people don't know how to handle the stress a lot of people don't stop and think about stuff or pray or whatever they their stress relief is um, and the between drinking and, and going out here and getting high and stuff you know you're putting yourself more in harm's way than you are helping yourself so I yeah. mainly worry about the mental health more so than I'm worrying about the virus. Yeah, and, 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 and that's funny that you said that because I was just mentioning something earlier about people who are suffering from mental health challenges like PTSD or anxiety or even depression during this uh, mm-hmm. pandemic because, you know, now we had a a forced quarantine situation mm-hmm. where we're uh, we used to being out and about among uh, at dirt, uh, certain events, being around other people, family members, friends, loved ones. So that helped with their mental health. Now that you're, you know, quarantined and you're in a situation where you're not able to interact as much, or maybe you just got laid off from your job, um, a whole lot of things that's going on that can trigger depression, anxiety, or PTSD. And now here comes the fear of the virus itself. So now you may want to go get a firearm, or maybe you already have a firearm and you're playing with that the way you shouldn't be playing with it. You know, you just never know who is reacting to this virus in a negative way, uh, using, like you said, using drugs and alcohol as a coping a coping device to deal with the virus or the depression, anxiety, PTSD that's coming along with that. But um, what type of advice can you give people who suffer from any of these mental conditions? If you you already know that you suffer from those mental um, conditions and if you already... If you're already with a um, a group or if you have a counselor 
or if you need, if you feel like you're having a crisis at that time, there, those numbers are still available. The mental health crisis line is still available. Your AA, a, um, um, leader, uh, what they call the support leader is still there. So don't, or if you have a, a pastor that you can reach out and talk to, if you have a, a good friend that can give you good advice and who can help you calm down, you take those initial steps to keep yourself from getting in a deeper um, issue or having a relapse if you are a recovering alcoholic or a recovering drug addict. Or, um, it's just so much is going on. And, you know, and the crimes are still going on. Young girls are still getting raped out there. Uh, young men are still getting raped out there. Women are getting killed out there. So you still cannot just think about this virus. You have to still keep your mental wits about you and still be cautious about a lot of stuff that's going on around you. Yeah. And I and, and I believe in that. Uh, we you have to reach out, especially like you just said. If you know you suffer from conditions of mental challenges, of mental health, uh, depression, anxiety, and you feel like it may depression may be too much for you right now, uh, mentally and emotionally, you definitely need to reach out to somebody where uh, you can talk. Um, pastor or your your um, your therapist um, family members friends anybody who you can talk to because you have to release that tension out of your head uh, if you do have a, a a therapist a psychologist I would suggest that you do a virtual virtual session with that with that professional and let them know hey this is what's going on with me I need to talk and also make sure that you have if you own any type of meds for depression, anxiety, PTSD, anything like that, make sure that you have ample amount of medicines that you can take. So you you stabilizing, you know, uh, your brain, you stabilizing your condition, so you're not having a potential episode. Okay, so we don't want you to do that. Make sure that you know what your triggers are. Uh, pay attention to them, find ways to cope, and maybe go for a walk or get a pet for pet therapy. Um, listen to music, like Dr. Elliot said. Listen to some music, stretch, sit down and pray, meditate. All these different things will help you. Do not go and indulge with uh, alcohol or um, drugs. And, you know what I'm saying, you may have an episode. You may have, if you're on meds, you may have a negative effect um, with the alcohol and, and medicine. Everybody know that's a, not a no-no, but these are unprecedented times right now. And it's no telling what people are doing in their homes while they are quarantine. quarantine. And so pay attention, man. You know, just, just be mindful of what's happening in your life right now. Anyway, this is your... Uh, total uh, best lifestyle uh, podcast here on Stitcher, Spotify, Google, uh, Tune In, Apple Radio Podcast, 
Dr. Elliot, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your help and your expertise. We thank you so much. You make sure that you take good care of yourself because you're taking so so much care of everybody else, especially the kids over there at the Children's Health Care. Um, I'm praying for you for for safety and making sure that you know you you know you you just staying strong and staying healthy. I appreciate you, and uh, I'm not going to hold you up so much because I know she's got homework, y'all. She's finishing up this, this, you know, and I know when she get focused, she'll be having uh, two computers open and and uh, be trying to get into it. Now, don't don't call me tonight. Now, ask, you for, ask me to read that. <laughs> you call me. I, I, I was like, Let's get it. All right. But, um, yeah, so I'm not going to hold you up. I appreciate you. Thank you for your time. I know you're busy, so you want to get some rest in, too. So you're on the front line. Um, so thank you for sharing your tips and strategies and, and what you're seeing out there right now on the front lines at these hospitals. Parents, if you or your child are just – you know, having scratchy eyes. It could be seasonal. Don't y'all go rushing y'all kids out there for seasonal allergy reactions now because ventilators and kits are running low, okay? And you can pretty much unintentionally put the nurses and doctors in more harm. They're trying to stay healthy to help y'all, and you're just running up there unnecessarily. So make sure that you know your conditions Make sure that you know your symptoms, okay, and pay attention. Don't go out there messing with people in these hospitals because they, they, you know, they're tired and they don't want to deal with you, okay? If they don't have to, stay home, stay home, stay home, and take care of yourself. So anyway, this my name is Terrence, uh, Your Best Lifestyle Podcast. Once again, you can find us on all social media outlets and also on the website at www your best lifestyles with a s dot com thank you so much dr elliot and i'll talk to you soon okay all right thank you all right good night good night